It is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412. If you've been catching on, this is our third one of the week. Be sure to go follow us on all of our socials at Around the 412. We're on everything. And also go check out the links that we have listed in our description. We've got our Rocket Around the 412 Year 6 GoFundMe going right now. You can check out check out the link, read about the message. In the past five years, we've been able to help raise $25,000 with the help of all of you as well as helping in our uh, 724 and 412 area codes and being able to help the East Rochester uh, Angel Tree. Sorry, this is my third time doing this tonight. A um, little break in the fourth wall moment. We're doing something <laughs> new. Um, we are recording each show as their own podcast and going to be separating them out into uh, different shows. We thought that was a little cleaner, more streamlined platform for all of you that either want to listen to Steelers, Penguins, or Pirates. Um, and if you want to listen to all of them, we thank you, but we are going to be for the foreseeable future uploading all of our shows in consecutive days, um, just as individual shows, depending on the team. So that's what we'll be yeah. moving forward as well. Also, the the other link I didn't mention so far, uh, the everything custom designs. There's an Etsy shop and there's a Facebook shop for our friend Haley Wagner. Um, she just recently won uh, Best of the Valley for for Best New Business. So go check that out. Um, she can make you any T-shirt you want. Everything custom designs. So. Yeah, this is a Pirates episode, by the way. If you haven't, go check out the uh, Penguins episode and the Steelers episode that are already out. Um, we might change up the order depending on what season we're in. For the for, but for the foreseeable future, it will be Steelers, Pir- Penguins, Pirates um, coming out in consecutive days. So let's jump into it. I feel like the all pirates episode is going to be very interesting for us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Especially because of the fact might be the that, most like, entertaining literally... from a certain perspective. I'm literally just now sitting here thinking about this. Okay. We're recording right now. The show's not going to go up for a couple of days though. The pirates will have played at least one more game by the time people listen to this. Right. Or do, they don't play tomorrow. They, I think they have an off day. So maybe not. We're getting lucky this week, but typically by the time that we actually put the show out and we record, there's going to be a game or two difference there. So mm-hmm. like the first thing that I have on here is, all right, the pirates lost this afternoon, fell to 54 and 67. That might not be the case by the time that people actually watch or listen to this episode. Um, but that's where things are right now. It's one of those things, again, it's like, uh, if you told me the Pirates would be here at this point in the season, before the season started, um, I probably wouldn't be that upset. But it's just really like watching it play out. Um, I think it's more palatable now watching like these young guys at least get, you know, take their lumps at the major league level. It kind of sucks that it like took getting to the point that we did before we saw these guys come up for this to happen. And I think the bigger question now is just like, do we trust this coaching staff to develop these guys at the major league level, whether it's Henry, whether it's Andy, the overput where has actually looked really good. Um, But I look at the pitching Uh, Quinn Priester recently just sent back down, man, was he bad up here? Um, (laughs) I mean, you could pretty much count on him giving up a run every single inning. Like, his stuff just hasn't played. He's lost so much velocity from the time that he was drafted out of high school to now. Um, I'm worried about him as a, as a player for sure. I don't know what the answer is, but it's not like an isolated instance here within this their pitching prospects where we've seen something like this. Um, I will say, like, we've talked about Paul Steens being almost like a bulletproof prospect where we don't think that he can really fail. But if there's an organization that can do it, it hey, might just be the it might be the Pittsburgh might be Pirates up. that can do it. 
Yeah, um, just to touch on Quinn Priester, I have his stats over his tenure um, since he's been up there. He played in the six games. Um, what, what I'm noticing right now that's not looking good is 28.2 innings pitched in six games. That's l- averaging less than five innings per start. Um, he's also has at, at, has 29 earned runs in all of those starts. So he is giving up more runs on average per inning than he's actually throwing. So that is definitely not a recipe for, for some success whenever you're making your debut and coming up, um, not getting in as many strikeouts as we would hope. He's walking too many guys as well. It, it just hasn't been good. And also giving up seven home runs in those six starts. Um, it just, it was not good. There's, there's really no way to beat around the bush with that. He, he was not what we had hoped for whenever we, we had been getting him called up. So, I think there is at least still hope. Like it's early. Um, he only had six starts. There's still t- more time for him to develop into a, a okay starter. But I think that our our view of Quinn Priester has been skewed a little bit now um, into a different light. I think that the when we think of Quinn Priester now, we're not going to think of the the top end pr- pitching prospect that we have, and we're more so just hoping that he can be an average MLB starter at this point. And maybe that's a little premature to say, um, but that's just kind of where I'm at with it now based off of the rough start that we had. And like we said, you're not going to get the the huge in-depth Pirates talk like you can on other pr- platforms. But from what I'm looking at, I just hope that Quinn Priester can evolve into a more average MLB starter at this point. But, but the difference is a few months ago, if you would have asked me who's our best pitching prospect – he his name at least would have been mentioned in the conversation, and he's a he's a guy that we had hoped, especially when he was drafted, that, that it could be a potential number one or at least top top of the rotation starter. Um, so that's definitely been skewed a little bit. That has changed. It wasn't pretty for him. Hopefully, he can go back down to AAA and and develop a little bit more. Maybe he needs to add another pitch. Um, you're not going to work with Velo. You have to either get very accurate or be making guys miss the bat a lot so you know it's it's one or the other you can't you can't get by throwing 92 93 and pitching the way that he was you've got to either up the velocity or or be able to pinpoint your pitches more yeah absolutely I i will say the one thing that's been really fun to watch over the last week or so is we got reynolds and hayes going like both at the same time, they've both been really good as of late. And I think that that at least makes this offense. A, I don't even know if it's league average, but it's, it's watchable for sure. Uh, when those league two are both average. going at the same time. Yeah. When you got both those guys, those guys going at the same time, hopefully, you know, Henry Davis can break out of whatever has been going on with him. Andy Rodriguez. I think we've seen flashes there. Um, like, I, I think there's, like I mentioned, Leover has been really good lately. Um, I think there's things right now to watch for. Um, what would you say needs to kind of be the team's priority for the rest of 2023? Is it just like meaningful, like games played basically for guys like Henry Davis and Andy and company? Yeah, I think it is meaningful games played, but I also think it is from a, from an organizational standpoint, we have talked about like, what kind of culture are you going to build? Um, and, and in years past, this is where the the pirates of old, and who knows, it might be the pirates of still, are folding. They're they're just throwing the towel in, and 
we're basically packing it in until the end of September. I would like to see them at least still fight a little bit more, even though they're not playing for anything more than just their pride. But I think that that's enough to play for um, because we've talked about on the show that something needs to change from an organizational standpoint on the culture of the team. Like you have to instill a winning culture eventually if you want to get over that hump and get to the postseason. I think that's something to play for now. Um, you, you're not going to make it to the postseason this year. That was a long shot as it was. But now that it's definitely not in sight, just just play the base, best baseball that you can. And for those young guys like that you mentioned, continue to get them meaningful innings, meaningful games, and get them into the best possible position to be able to develop these guys at the MLB level because a lot of them have been playing well, and you want to continue and, and grow on top of that. And so, yeah, for the next month and a half, all I want to see is – a drive and a fight to still want to win some of these games, even though they are meaningless. Show me that you are changing the culture for the better. I mean, especially there's been a lot of talk about the desire to compete or feeling that they're going to compete in 2024, man. I mean, I think the way that they close out 2023 is going to go a long way towards that. We keep going back to it, but I, I get that O'Neill has not been here and he's going to be a big piece of if this team is going to compete in these next few years. Um, but I will say, I think how they finish out 2023 and how serious are they about the 2024 offseason? Because, man, I, I I think that there needs to be several outside additions for this team to compete in 2024. And I think a large part of that is due to the performance we've seen from the pitching this year. Uh, I, I don't see how you go into next year. You look at the rotation and say, we need probably two starters at the very least for this team to be competitive. Well, they might have gotten one of them in this year's draft. So this is, I think, a good segue to talk about Paul Skeens a little bit. He has yeah. had his first two appearances in a Pirates uniform. Well, not technically a Pirates uniform, but you know what I mean. And <laughs> in a Pirates organization uniform. A Pirates organizational uniform. I guess one of them was technically a Pirates uniform at the rookie league. So he made yeah. he made one one uh, appearance in there, and then he got moved up to Bradenton. Made one appearance so far there. Um, maybe he made one more by the time you're hearing this. We don't know. Like I said, this is going to be delayed. <laughs> But well, I think Sunday, I think he's going to pitch an inning or something on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the, 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 he's looked good. He looked really good and he's faced six batters. He got all six of them out. He's gotten three strikeouts, only let up the one hit in the one appearance in Bradenton for as much as two innings can show you. I think it's shown you that like at he least right now he, he, shouldn't he, he shouldn't be there. Advanced. Yeah. <laughs> he he's he he should have be at least in double a and I, I i think that that's where pirates fans need to hope that he starts out the season and he he should absolutely at I, least start in double a i think that you can make the argument he should start in triple a um but regardless this is all to say that one of the starters that we could be needing for next season we already have because we drafted him and I know that may sound a little premature to a lot of fans listening to that, like, oh, the Pirates hold on to their prospects forever. They're going to sit them in the minors for four years before they call them up. Like, no, they they don't have they haven't had a, a prospect that, that was this developed probably since Garrett Cole. And look what happened with Garrett Cole. He was drafted the next year. They got called up during the summer. I, I think that you're going to see a similar path for Paul Skeens. Um and, and so we could be talking about like next summer, next, next, next July or so. We're calling out Paul Skeens to be in this rotation, and especially if the Pirates are in a, a situation where 
um, they are being competitive and they are in a, a, a situation where they could be like a game or two or a couple games out of first and that Paul Skeens could be something to get them over that hump. I, I think that that's definitely something to be exciting for for Pirates fans. As much as two innings of, of a pitcher can show you, it's, it's at least shown that, like we said, he is not um, at the right level. He should be higher up, but it's great to, to that he didn't get like rocked, didn't give up a home run, didn't give up a run in general. It's, that's at least a feel-good moment for Pirates fans to like really settle in the pick, like, okay, we picked the right guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I with what Dylan Cruz is doing and it, you know, being so public like every day that you go on X, uh, you're seeing seemingly a new clip. I think he has like a twelve or thirteen game hitting streak or something going on down there. It's like we can't focus on that. Like if Paul Steens is what we think Paul Steens is going to be, it was a great pick. So um he's yeah. gonna pitch twenty innings, they say this year. He's pitched two of those so far. Mm-hmm. I I think that we see at least one appearance in Altoona before we're set and done. And then like just projecting a timeline here, I think he pitches very sparingly. And this isn't how I would do it. This is just my prediction of how it's going to go. I think he pitches a little bit to start the season at Altoona next year before jumping up the AAA. And I think he's in Pittsburgh relatively soon. I, I I think the same thing. I think he could have a similar, at least last season, not as a whole, but Henry Davis approach where you spe- you start the season in AA, then you get moved up to AAA have a cup of coffee there and then come on up because I, I don't think there's a, there would be a ton of argument if you said he's probably at least the second best starter in the organization right now. And I'm including everybody on the MLB roster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah. Over and over again. And honestly, the, with, with the way that Mitch Keller has gone over the, the past like two months, which we touched on last mm-hmm. week, yeah. I think you could make an argument that he could be the best starter <laughs> in the organization right now. So, yeah, Oviedo had been more effective than Keller. Oviedo didn't have a very good outing this afternoon. Um, it's always it's always just seemingly one inning for Oviedo. Like, for whatever reason, one inning, he gets burnt. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very hopeful of Skeens. Like I said, I, I think he's about as safe – as a prospect as you can have. I thought the same thing about Dylan Cruz though. So like, I, I thought that they couldn't go there was wrong. No wrong answer. Yeah. I feel like when you look at the organization though, in the state of it, schemes made sense. So absolutely. I feel really good about it, but um, that will answer itself in due time. Um, this is see, see how nice this is 15 minutes. You guys are getting our conversation about parts 15 minutes in and out on your ride home. Uh, bang. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to add regarding the Pirates. I know Tyler doesn't have anything else to add regarding the Pirates. Uh, <laughs> whether you, if you guys are a fan of the Steelers or Penguins, you can go and check out those episodes. A little bit long. The Penguins one's a little bit longer. The Steelers one is quite a bit longer. Um, a whole preseason game to kind of talk about training camp practices and then kind of looking ahead to a f- another preseason game. So a little bit more to, to digest there and take in on that episode. But uh, thanks for watching this one for Tyler, for Smitty. Again, be sure to subscribe, like, hit that notification bell for all the episodes when they come out. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening somewhere else. And uh, catch us on another episode. Until then, we'll talk to you. Bye-bye.